blah. still have the intro from last time? Or what was, or was that going to be your intro? Yeah. <laughs> your intro is going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's just me singing, loving you. <laughs> Um, it's a new way to take the podcast. That's right. Oh yeah, what was our what was our intro? What? <laughs> that's what I was hoping you still had it written down. <laughs> um, all right. Welcome to the Joe Blow Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games and the world of being a parent, still with all the love of gaming, but none of the time to consume it all. That's right. We don't have time for it either. I don't know why we yeah. talk about it. <laughs> I don't know either, considering we literally missed our month deadline last month. Well, that's right. Um, How's it going, Trevor? Good. It's going great. We're actually keeping, aside from missing last month, we're keeping a pretty good pace. Like This is longer than we've been going since we I first mean, started. I mean, it's better than two a year, yes. so we've already beaten our record. Yes. I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, so, yeah, what... what it, what, what do we talk about on this podcast? I forget. We talk about video games, right? <laughs> we try We try to talk about the video games that we have been playing, and then we dabble a tiny bit of news. Oh, yeah, that's Trying right. Trying to get the conversation out to the average person that maybe doesn't have enough time to really deep, deep dive into the world of games and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I'll start off with I haven't really touched Persona 5 for a little while. Um, oh, no. Not because I've dropped out. It was just... Uh, I had my mom and dad both came right after the other, and so that was about a month's worth of uh, dealings. And then also uh, I started a new game, which I'll get into in a second. Um, but to follow up on the last last podcast, uh, I got for Christmas the PlayStation Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So I... Might have advised your yes. wife to get you that. <laughs> I, te- I texted Nick to our audience. I texted Nick right after, which I often do after every Christmas. I'm like, thanks for giving Stacy the in- input for uh, what I wanted. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure yeah. considering she now like, comes to me every single time. She's all, Nick, what, what like, should I get, can Trevor? I get Trevor? Yeah, you seem to be good at this. Where can I get Trevor? <laughs> oh, boy. It's, we were going down the road of like a drone for a while, and then I was just like, uh, whatever he's going to want is going to be like three grand. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to want to half-ass that. The, that's the problem so with then, me is my, my Amazon wish list is always just like really expensive things. Yeah, and mine's so obscure. It's like a, a like a, a SCART cable for an old <laughs> retro system, and Kelly's like, I don't. I'm not getting I don't you know that. what that is. I'm not <laughs> buying that buying that for you. Uh, uh, so. But this time it was like we just finished the podcast and you were like, I was ragging on the PlayStation 1 Classic. And you're like, I'm legit just going to buy one of those after Christmas. So it's just like, well, you just laid it down on, laid it down on a brick road for me. So. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's actually fun. Like, obviously, it's as you said, I'll, I'll most likely never play it. Um, but it's <laughs> wonderful. I played it on the when it first came out, and I, I might go back to it to like play Metal Gear Solid because it does feel nice playing Metal Gear Solid like on the old PlayStation. Yeah, um, without jumping through a whole bunch of hoops. Yeah, um, but it, it was it's fun, it's cute, and it's and it's like yeah. decorates my office, which is mostly why I wanted it. 
Um, exactly. I it's, think that's 90% of the sales for yeah. these things. It's just like, hey, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> um, but the, the new game, relatively, um, that I've been playing is Resident Evil 2 Remastered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. That is actually brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for us to be so like on point. <laughs> on for point. Once. Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny because so, someone on someone people I follow on Twitter have been just talking about it for a while, and then someone just like tweeted Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Two. It was just like they filled all their characters with it, and I was like, I think that means it's out. And so I went, yeah. I went home and downloaded it, and uh, it is incredible. Yeah. yeah. How far are how, how long how deep into it do you think you are from my memory of the game i believe i'm about 80 percent through oh okay um okay. wow so you've been what is that like eight hours something yeah like that? something or like that like, yeah because it's, it's not like a super long it's game, not a long game and it's funny because my memory of the original game was that it was i remember yeah. like going into the sewers and being down there forever and then when I played this, I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't down there forever. And, like, it is absurd that there's this giant sewer system underneath the police station, but it's... W- right. <laughs> I was playing and I was like... If memory, if memory serves me, they try to, like, skirt this by being like, oh, it was built on top of, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, they, uh, like, rewrite it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it was an old museum. I was like, that makes a lot more sense than when I was playing it. And also, yeah. I can't tell they they changed a lot of things. Like they up obviously the mechanics match Resident Evil Seven. They use that whole um, uh, engine. So uh, also just to, to pump the brakes a little bit, and just to be incredibly clear, what we're talking about Resident Evil Two came out on the original PlayStation. Uh, they just did a complete overhaul, top to bottom, remade it. It's not like a gussied up version. It is new controls, new uh, combat mechanics, and everything. Yeah. So, uh, and that just came out like last week for the PlayStation 4 only, I believe. Right? I think, uh, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it was a PlayStation okay. exclusive, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a really old game. It's, it was one of the games that solidified my love for gaming. I'd say, like, the handful of games that really made me fall in love with this world are Metal Gear Solid, Tenchu, and Resident Evil 2. Um, yeah, Res- Resident Evil was like a, a, a pretty big benchmark game. Or Resident Evil 1 was, and then Resident Evil 2 was like, that was at the time, I remember that being like a real big hype. Like It felt like one of those event games yeah. at the time. So it's a, it's a pretty big thing for it to, to be remade in such a, uh, hopefully, good good way yeah it's actually i I was i was curious uh with how it was going to go because obviously remaking or remastering let's it's remade it they they made it from scratch um but redoing something that i just love and have so much nostalgia attached to i was kind of nervous going into it i was like i don't know if you can capture that um and they did like it's it's updated for now uh and all, there's a lot of things where you walk into a room, you're like, oh my God, I remember the first time I walked into this room. But there's also a lot of new rooms. There's, like you said, there's new dialogue that kind of explains why there's all this ancient, like secret doorways and things like that in this um, police station. But then something else that they did that was interesting, uh, which when it, when it first happened, I was kind of thrown off because there's this one moment that I specifically remember. I played Resident Evil 2 uh, maybe four or five times uh, when I was a kid. I played it because you can play as Leon, you can play as Claire, uh, and then I just kind of did it a bunch of times because I just really love the atmosphere that it's at. Um, but there's this one moment when you walk to the left, you're in the police station, you walk to the left room, and I think it's one of the first rooms you have access to. 
you go around this bookshelf and there's a window and you just see a liquor, which is the things that kind of look like skinned alive dogs. And they just, right, he, right. he like runs past the window and you're just like, fucking shit. And then yeah, you go through I, the I door and you go around the corner and then you face off with the liquor. And like that experience is cemented in my brain. And so I was playing this game and I was like, here it comes. Like I, and it was, the room was just like it was. And I went around the thing and was like, oh, oh it's not there. And then I went down the hall, and there was no liquor. I was like, oh. And they got me real fucking comfortable, and I was deep in the mansion. And then the liquor went by another window. I was like, son, son of a bitch! <laughs> they 100% did that for, there was um, Resident Evil 1, I think, on the GameCube. Got a really good remake as well. Not quite as, like, reconstructed, but, like, a, an HD remake. Yeah. And they did the exact same thing. There's a very famous scene where you walk into this hallway, and when you get to the end of the hallway, or when you get halfway through the hallway, dogs burst in through the windows, and it's the first time you ever see dogs in those games. And they burst through the window and start chasing you. So when you do it in the remake, you're like, like, huh? Uh, uh, uh," And they don't do it. And then when you come back through that hallway, they burst through. So it's just, it's, yeah, clearly they've done this twice now where they're just like completely play with your expectations of like very uh, key scare moments. And that's great. I love that they've done that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, what, what else is cool is I, I don't remember this from the original game. I don't think they had this mechanic, but you can put um, wooden boards over broken windows. So if there's like zombies the, oh and they, weird yeah and the game uh, since it's current gen and they are kind of just bound to like the simplicity of older games they can really amp up extra things so like when you kill zombies they stay there for the rest of the game so there's like dead zombie bodies everywhere oh very cool and if you leave a window unattended you can come back to that room and there will be zombies in there so like if you put boards up then you can be like okay i can always come back to this room and there won't be zombies but if you don't, nice. you're like, yeah. there might be four zombies in here. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember in the original one, I, I, this is one of those memories that I didn't think about. I would, I would have never remembered until you just said this out loud. But yeah, there were those windows where zombies would just kind of pour in through. And I think there was the, the, the expectation would be that you would just run past this. But I think if you killed like four or five of them, they would just kind of stop coming in. But yeah, I think that's what they, they obviously they're playing off of that with more modern technology to be able to like board those up. I'm assuming the boards are like very limited though. Like yes. how does that? Yeah, they're they're, okay. they're you find them at first. I was just like, why am I collecting this? What is it? And then I realized when I stepped up to one, I was like, oh, I can place it. So they're scattered throughout. Sometimes I don't have one to put on a window, and I have to face that. Um, but yeah, everything, it's actually very, so it's, a, it's a resource, just like every, everything else in the game. Like it's sort of scarce in other words. Yeah. And it's all like the, the items thing is just like it was in the original game where you can combine things. And, um, it, it what, what I do like about it that, I, that wasn't in the original, I don't think is it puts a little red check when you're done with something. So like if you've used it on everything that's available in the game, you can discard it. Cause when you discard something, it just disappears. And oh, so, wow. yeah, okay. so that's really good because I'm just like, oh, I don't need this key anymore. Boop. And okay. whereas in, I remember in the wow. old game, I'm like saving all the shit in the thing. And I'm yes. like, I don't know. You're if I'll ever walking need around that. like, yeah, where somehow a key takes up as much room as a shotgun. <laughs> right. So you're like, <laughs> like this I makes have sense. four keys <laughs> and I don't know when or where I'm going to use these. That's cool. So is there any other like quality of life stuff that this one adds to the game like that? Or, um, 
I want to say... I heard that there was like a map in this one. Yeah, so like, there is a... I think there was a map in the first one too, but it wasn't... Definitely not the first one. I don't no, know not... not yeah, I mean in the, in the original yeah. Resident Evil 2. Um, okay, okay. I think there was a map, but it was more like... It was very basic and it didn't tell you where you were. It just kind of was a picture uh, and this one, yeah, maybe this one's very. Th- this one's actually super helpful because it not only shows you all the floors of the mansion and what every room is and what the doors are. And ca- like, if you haven't unlocked it with a special key, it shows you what kind of key unlocks it. And oh then, yeah, Jesus! And then That's the huge. and then the rooms are all blue and they're red. If there's still something in there that you need. Oh, that's incredible! Uh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's amazing. Like- I think that single-handedly actually makes me want to go back and play it. No, it, it, it actually it makes the game so much better because I was like, oh, man, it's, I, it's so much easier finding the things I need to, like, find the statues and make thing, make the fish, fig, figure out the puzzles and things because I'm like, oh, maybe it's in that room. And then I'll, I'll, I'll remember where, like, oh, there's a safe in there, and then I'll find a thing, and it's easy for me to go back and forth. Um, so are, do you think you're going to go through and do a full uh, – because in the original it had, you'd play as, as you mentioned before, you'd play as Leon or Claire. Mm-hmm. And then on your, you could do like a, a B playthrough, right? Yeah. You would, you'd like finish the game as Leon and then choose Claire and it'd be like slightly different. Yeah. She like, had picked, she accesses had picked different stuff parts. Here. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. she doesn't. So you think you're going to. I don't think she goes through the mansion though. Or maybe she goes through the, different parts of the, the mansion. Pl- Oh, yeah, the, no, sorry, I the, think, the police department. Uh, if, if memory serves me, it's pretty much a very similar playthrough with, like, a couple different side characters you run into. And and if you picked up some ammo here, it's gone for her there. Gotcha. That's how I remembered it being in the original. I presume that this has something similar. Yeah. I, if I, so, do you think you'll, you're going to do it? I think so, yeah. Especially, like, once I kind of got in the rhythm of this, I was I was going through quickly, and I think if I play through, I, I might want to play through as Claire just to see, like, what's different with her side. Because um, the, the opening was basically the same. They altered some of the locations or whatever, but it's like the busting open the door, and Claire goes, get down, and then shoots the zombie, and then the truck coming in and exploding and separating. What's different, though, is in the original Resident Evil 2, you spend a lot of time going through the streets and you go through that little bus and it's like all these moments building up to the police station. And in this one, you basically just like run up to the police station. (laughs) Okay. There's no city experience, um, which is That's kind of fine fine, because I kind of remember that part being like anytime I go back and play it again, like anytime I've dipped back in the Resident Evils, it is like, Okay, I gotta do this part. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the annoying part. Well, what's, and I think they probably realized that. What's interesting too, and I'm not sure if this is the the benefit of the way video games are now, where you can see everything much better, and everything was kind of just painted in in the old games. Where when I was running in the city, when I when I was a kid playing Resident Evil Two, I w- I just shot all my ammo at the zombies in front of me because it was like I can't tell if I can run past them. I also didn't really comprehend the idea of like salvaging ammo and then after playing well it, i mean it was an it was almost a new concept right too. yeah like the idea of survival horror was just invented exactly and so like after playing games like last of us i was just like oh fuck these guys and i just like ran and i was able to see the angle that i was running which is really good and it's it's funny because they did this in the original game but it feels a lot uh, more real in this one when a zombie gets a hold of you there's no real pushing them off they just bite into you and i was like oh am i dead no mm. i'm not dead and I was like, I should be dead because he just literally bit my neck out of my neck. Yeah, it's always been a problem with the zombie games yeah. where it's like, 
the concept of you're bit, you turned into a zombie, yet your characters never seem to do that. And they ever. could just heal themselves with herbs, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, they rubbed some sage on themselves. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was actually really annoyed. I mean, I get it, but I feel they could have altered this because that was one thing I was thinking of when I was playing the original Resident Evil 2 was I sh- I, if I could just shoot them in the head, this would be a lot easier. And in this one, you can very easily aim and shoot them in the head but it still takes like five shots to the head to kill them. I'm like, I only have ten bullets, and I can miss. Like that wouldn't ruin the gameplay if you made that right, accurate. Right, right, right. So that feels a little less than. But um, yeah, because last Last of Us was pretty good about like you just put one bullet into something. Like you only have three bullets. Right. But if you if you decide to use one, it is very effective. Yes. Yeah, they don't feel effective in this game at all. Well, I mean, I guess that's because in this game they still give you. A grenade launcher, right? If you really want to be effective, and a shotgun, and a machine gun, and yes, a magnum—that's true, yeah. So, well, and so that, if your regular ass pistol was just fine, it's like, well, then why would I have? Any why would I get stuff? these things? Yeah, the shotguns is yeah. pretty great. Well, and, and and something that I'm stuck on right now, which is kind of annoying, is there's I've I've gone to every corner of the police station. It's all blue. I've collected every single thing that's available, and I've used the herbs and dire straits just because, like, that giant guy that's constantly chasing you around. Um, Wait, I, is that new? No, that, I I forgot about him, but he's like, I I think him chasing because they had that in Nemesis Resident Evil Three. There was a giant guy that chased you. Yeah, there. The but Nemesis was like a much bigger. This is like he's this big guy in a trench coat. And I remember having to face off with him at the end of the game. I don't remember him following you around for half the game. So, like, as you're walking, yeah. once once you unlock him, essentially, by you walk by the helicopter that crashed into the building, he, like, lifts up the helicopter and just starts walking toward you. Um, once you get that, then he's all, like, whenever you're in a room, you just hear, like, Oh God! Just like walk, and oh, you no. don't, and at any moment he could bust through a door. Like it's not, it's not actually yeah. tied to where he is. So like I could, and it gets scary, and the music starts to build up when he's about to come to a door. So you're just like fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't like that. And if you don't have ammo and you're in a corner, he just punches your head off. Um, yeah, the big dude, he's just kind of like this constant menace. Oh yeah, yeah. But the the thing that bugs me right now is I've used up. There are no more herbs. I've healed myself. All the way, I have what I need to get. Basically, I have to go down to the parking garage and go to the prison cells where I have to like get this guy out of a prison cell, and uh, I can't because there are like ten dogs in the parking garage. Oh. I have no ammo and no health. It's like, how the fuck do I do this? And the game doesn't like replenish anything, so I'm like, is do, did I just lose? Like, can I just not complete this part? You're just gonna have to do some really clever running. I, I think know. I remember being in a situation like that in the original Resident Evil, where it's just like, okay, this is just gonna have to be. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this 25 times. Yeah, I'm gonna grind. Eventually, until... I'm gonna get the perfect sprint past this liquor. I'll do the game like, of Thrones. Just have it memorized. It's like left here. Yeah, yeah. It's like left here, slight right here. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that's right. Eventually, Chris Redfield becomes a professional football player trying to fucking just plow through all these guys. (laughs) But yeah, that's Resident Uh, Evil too. Cool. Um, Well, not speaking of Christmas presents for a long conversation, but speaking of Christmas presents, I got the PlayStation VR for Christmas. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, I have been trying out a bunch of stuff with that real quick. I've been playing really what I've been deep diving into is uh, still Red Dead Redemption 2. That game continues to be incredible. The storyline near the, I think I'm at like chapter six, which is, I believe, the last chapter before the epilogues. And it is, the story is just phenomenal. I won't spoil anything. It's incredible. Anyways, so PlayStation VR, I got one of those. And uh, uh, because I think we had played with one during Extra Life. Um, one of the yeah. people that came, they like had rented one and brought it and uh, donated it to us for the time. And uh, I played it out, played with it. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty darn neat and it works. And then I saw they did, they had like a sale for them. And because my, uh, my, uh, my current graphics card and everything is nowhere near anywhere close to being ready. And I just don't have money for that with kids <laughs> or the kid and everything. And just like, so the update of the graphics card isn't going to happen. So I was like, well, this will be my tie into VR if I'm ever going to have one. Then PlayStation had a sale, uh, a Black Friday sale, where it was going to be like 200 bucks. So I just threw it on my Christmas list. It was like, hey, if anyone wants to get it for me. So my in-laws bought me one, and uh, I got to try it out. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I dug out my Move controllers from my closet i've heard uh from an other podcast and stuff people have always said that like oh those aren't going to work the batteries are going to be completely dead uh but in my mind i was like i think i literally and i mean this literally used them one time <laughs> so <laughs> so i dug them out plugged them in charged them up and they worked great so i because uh, the set i got just came with the camera and the headset gotcha and it came with the game uh moss and Astrobot. Okay. And uh, those are the two games I've been hearing a lot of good things about. It was sort of like a combination of a lot of stuff. It was just like this whole idea of uh, sort of couch VR, if you will, has kind of become... PlayStation's been like really kind of taking the charge with that sort of playing. As in like, what I mean by that is you're just sitting down with VR goggles on and still playing with a controller. Yeah. So like Moss is this very intricate, like uh, diorama style game where you're playing as this little mouse on kind of a fantasy adventure. You're like a tiny little mouse who uh, uh, finds this scroll of, you know, implant any fantasy story you want here of like, oh, the darkness is coming and somebody needs to stop them. This little mouse has a sword, but it's really the visuals of it that make it work so well. Cause the sense of scale is just really, really incredible. Like you feel like you're in this large full sized forest, but there's this tiny little mouse that you're controlling. Um, and then it's just like little mini puzzles of like, Oh, grab this rock and pull it. And then you can, uh, you know, take the mouse and jump up and get up to a higher location, stuff like that. I haven't gotten deep, deep into it, but it seems like lots of fun. Nice. Uh, Astrobot, I'm just going to rapid fire through these really quick. Astrobot is a platformer in the vein of like a Mario game. It's a little bit more straightforward. You're kind of like on a track, almost like a, I think Crash Bandicoot, where you're at the back of the stage and you're moving forward. Like you basically your only path is straight forward, oh, okay. not like left to right. It's like full three D, but you really you can only go like down a pretty set path. But again, like uh, you're cl- you're this tiny little uh, adorable little robot with uh, 
everything, like all the touches and all the sound effects are just really like very cute and friendly and colorful. And it's just a fun world to be in in VR. And then the things you need to find are your little robot friends. And the way you do that is through very VR, like, oh, I can kind of look around this corner a little bit and I saw him. And then it does lots of fun things like using the your physical space headspace as like use your head to like smash through this so that you can climb through like the actual robot you're controlling can climb through here so that's been uh, a pretty fun to check out as well and then uh lastly i will say uh tetris effect really which uh, uh yes i wasn't sold on this and then uh i think giant bomb gave it its game of the year so I was like, okay, I guess I'll check this out. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Uh, yeah, it was very much like that. And uh, it was like the first three levels because uh, Tetris Effect, in case you don't know, uh, it is Tetris, but it was done by this uh, Japanese developer who did Res and all these other things. That It's very, very like trancey kind of uh, electric music that, uh, you know, just kind of gives you this you know, puts you into this kind of meditative state. And I played through like two or three levels. I was like, I'm not sold on this. And then it kind of started to click a little bit more. This game is very much you. I would highly suggest you check this game out. Even outside of VR, it probably plays just fine. But it's it's connection to music and the, the feeling like kind of, uh, it sounds so cheesy, but it's very almost like emotional in certain levels. Oh. Just the way it makes the visualizers around it. And the fact that like every time you turn the piece, it kind of adds to the music. Oh. It's like to a beat and to a cue. It's very, very interesting. And, and, and in VR, it just enhances that by kind of like, I was playing it one time before work. And it was one of those like, oh, shit, it's been... 45 minutes i need to like i need, I need to, to shower and get ready <laughs> yeah i need to go get ready because it was just like i zoned out uh but, to check that uh, out it's been a lot of fun yeah it's like uh again playstation vr is it's a weird thing because like it's definitely the cheapest option and it works to get you in but it's like again it's like half a step too much work in that like my tv is kind of far away so like if i put the camera up on top of the tv like it wants you to I, like I wanted this to be like a real quick like set and forget it and like anytime I want I can just pop on the goggles, but it's like slightly too far away so it starts doing this like in out in out oh, in God, out like yeah. moving on its own so it, like I was like really annoyed that's like great some my room's not good enough for this but I kind of figured out if I take the camera off and like kind of prop it up on my coffee table and kind of get it closer to the actual headset it works a lot better and it's stable, but it's just you know annoying that's like okay. So now it's like any other VR. It's yeah. like it's a, a five to ten minute setup just to do it right. Except um, for my VR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Um, oh, and Super Hot. I'm sorry, Super Hot. I played as well. That's addictive. Uh, that game is so I, good. That I don't know how I forgot that because that game is makes you feel it. It. it I was like giggling. Because it was like <laughs> such a stupid, but it, it's like that first kind of time you've played a video game ever, sort yeah. of feeling. You know, it's like, oh, this is this is it. This yeah, is this so. Is, this is what it's about. Yeah. For for anybody yes. listening, Super Hot VR is this game where you you're you're this being in a world um, that's 
time stops. It's very minimalistic, yes. Yeah, it's very, very minimalistic. minimalistic. It's, it's just big white and gray settings, and then the bad guys are these red polygon, red guys made of polygons, and they have guns and knives, and they're coming at you, but if you don't move at all, everything stops. And every inch that you move moves time, so you can perfectly, like, basically Matrix-style dodge yes, bullets. That's, yeah, think of the, yes, think of the most famous scene in the Matrix where he dodges bullets. Now make that into a game. Yes. <laughs> because they, like, they come at you slowly, so you kind of jump, like, move slowly left and right, and then you grab the gun, and as you're lifting your arm up, they're coming at you, and you're yeah. going slow, then you shoot them. Like and they they perfectly designed it so that every time someone dies, their gun goes flying off towards you, and you can so catch then you it. Grab the gun out of the sky. Did you did you learn else. yet that you can um, deflect bullets with your guns? Oh yes, yeah. yes. So now now you're like doing like gun yeah. kata, like <laughs> ping, 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 and then shooting other dudes. Yeah. And you could throw oh, your guns yeah. at guys to kill them. <laughs> yes, yes. That ga- again, that game made me straight up like giggling with yeah. how like cool I was feeling. It was really, really something else. Uh, that was worth the purchase alone. I'm 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 game. sad that they don't like. I want them to make more levels because I go back I know, and I like I replay levels, but I'm like I need new. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I definitely want to go back and replay it. And they have like an infinite mode or something like that. Yeah, I just want I want the design of like because it's like almost like a puzzle game. You like kind of have to like okay, I need to. Shoot this guy, grab this shotgun, duck here. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, and in speaking so. speaking of that too, um, uh, VR and the way super hot VR works, uh, I've been playing Beat Saber a lot on my oh, yes. Oculus, and that's another one. Where I saw I saw a uh, Instagram of your of your mom, yeah. her falling your mom over. Trying, like, um, yeah. yeah, it's funny because I avoided it like the plague, honestly, forever. For some reason, I was just like, that looks so dumb. Uh, and then I saw a lot of people saying things like game of the year and I was like VR game of the year or whatever. And I was just like, really? And then I saw a lot of friends playing and I was like, I guess I should give it a try. And I did. And it is stupid fun. It is it's, yeah. for anybody listening. Beat Saber is basically guitar hero in VR. And you have these lightsabers in your hands and these squares come at you on the beat and you have to slice in the direction that it signifies um, and it's and you have to move out of the way of these barriers coming at you, and it's just kind of like this dance move. You know, it's it's really it's really fun and active. If you do it a lot, like my face was just in, fully uh, engulfed in sweat, <laughs> and my just my, my visor is just so gross. I was like, it, it was one of those things where I was like, extra life. We need to do Beat Saber. I was like, but maybe not my VR because I don't want yeah, that yeah. grossness on there. But uh, but to speak to the wanting more. And this was uh, uh, to our audience. Nick actually opened my eyes to this because I was playing all the songs. I was like, these are great, but like they need to release more because there were only like 20 songs on there. And then Nick told me about this uh, plugin essentially that someone created where you can put any song in there um, like people are making it which at first I was like oh my god this is amazing and I was downloading all these things like uh, Queen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and things like that. Um, And then... I realized like the the these were not these are people who are not necessarily game programmers making this totally. realizing they need to make so there's a lot of things a lot of them are expert plus um and I think it's just because they didn't really make it 
with the precision in mind that the game was made with. So there's just like infinite boxes coming at you (laughs) where you like physically can't do it. And then you just fail instantly. It's not fun. Like a lot of them just aren't fun. Like it it doesn't go to the beat or anything. And I get really mad. I'm like, fuck that song. This is stupid. Yeah. But every once in a while there's a gem where I'm like, yes. And you're like, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Like, like any other community stuff, you really need to like, let the cream rise to the top and like, and pick out that stuff. Cause yeah. there's going to be a sea of people that just like kind of let it auto populate or right. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how it's made, but yeah, yeah. that, that It's just gonna be like, I'm going to pick this good song and blah, blah, blah. Here you go. Yeah. Publish, done. No art to it at all. Where, yeah. 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 Where some people really like, <laughs> I saw one thing on Reddit where it was like the, uh, 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 uncle fucker from uh yes. south park <laughs> but it's done in like this very elaborate like perfectly done to the t- beat i was like wow you took way too much time yeah. for that joke it was yeah so, that, that, that one i tried <laughs> yeah oh there you go there you go yeah i uh it's it's on uh playstation vr so based on your recommendation i'll probably try it out unfortunately again i uh uh with the playstation i don't get to check out some of the sidetracks but i think you said the the bass tracks are worth the worth the time worth the time checking out yeah the bass tracks it's it's the ones that it come with are just like nothing you've ever heard it's all like I, I think some of it's k-pop and then some of it is just songs written for beat saber it's nothing popular okay. um cool uh, and it's mostly like techno remixes of things sure but, but they're sure. good they're really good should we jump into some news yeah let's go to what what do we say <laughs> it's gonna be a quick one because uh, there's not a ton of stuff. I think there's probably some stuff that happened, but uh, for the broader audience, I'll stick to the key points. Uh, I, I was talking about this with you shortly before the podcast. If you're interested in some disgusting stuff, just Google Randy Pitchford thumb drive, and you'll see a disgusting story of uh, uh, the guy that runs Gearbox. Gearbox is the company that made Borderlands, He's a terrible human being. Anyways. Fun times. (laughs) Yes. Some of the bigger stories that might actually impact people. Rocket League is finally cross-platform. It's following in the steps of Fortnite. So anybody can play with anybody now. If you're on a PlayStation and you have friends on Xbox that are playing Rocket League, you can now play together. If you're on PlayStation or if you're on PC and Xbox, everyone can play with everybody. it seemed like the inevitable next step after Fortnite did that. Rocket League was the the, the big, huge game that was still very popular to play online. Awesome. So it's a good precedence to set. I like this idea that all games can be played by all people all the time because nothing's worse than finding that game, but the servers are just not populated anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, it turns out people only play this on PlayStation or people only play this on PC, and that's just a real bummer for everybody. And we've all wanted this, and they've been like, well, we can't because uh, blah, 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 and they're like, yes. kidding, we just had to flip a switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the best thing about Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, with Fortnite that one time they, I'm going to air quotes, accidentally let everyone yeah. play together <laughs> and just made it very clear that, oh, yes, we can do this quite easily. That's funny. Um other news is Bungie, the uh, original creators of uh, Halo, and they had made uh, Destiny and Destiny 2. They were uh, affiliated with Activision, well, through the entire development of Destiny. They have now broken loose once again. 
They are an independent developer. Rebels. They, yeah, they retain all rights to Destiny, which is insane to me. I guess they must have been baked into their contracts from the get-go. I don't know. They're the George Lucas of so, video games. Yes, it is. It's like something. Well, I mean, I guess they were probably smart enough after Halo that uh, they're yeah. like, like, no, we, we're going to keep this. But, uh, yeah, I don't really, uh, you know, from my seat, I don't really know what the implications are of that. Like, um, I know EA was out there a little while ago saying that Destiny 2 wasn't selling quite as well as they wanted it to. So maybe that's another reason why they were kind of easier to let it go. Or, uh, But, yeah, who knows? I guess that they can maybe self-publish uh, Destiny 3, I don't know. That seems like a hell of a large investment to make for a, a seemingly small company like that. Or maybe they'll make something new again. I would assume Destiny is too big of a name to just let that go. Yeah. Um, in other news, EA, and speaking of EA again, they had a... Uh, <laughs> they had another Star Wars game in development for a long time. You know, they had that, uh, what was it, that, like, uh, something 99. They, they've, whatever. EA has had exclusive rights to make Star Wars games for a while. And they've had, like, five in development. Battlefront came out, and that was a huge train wreck as far as all the uh, the paid stuff that came with it. Well, now they just came out and said, like, oh, you remember that other game from, like, uh, there was, like, uh, one of the Naughty Dog developers or something was uh, tied to it. It was going to be this big, epic open world game. Well, it's canceled, so <laughs> don't get too excited about it. <laughs> so now the only, seemingly the only Star Wars game, big Star Wars game in development is from Respawn, the guys that make Titanfall. Oh. They have, they have said at the game award show they said they are still working on their game so we'll see how that goes i'm very uh, interested in what they do because i like how they make games yes exactly and that could be a, a pretty damn interesting game if it ever actually comes out uh and then the last bit of news in similar things have been canceled or whatever do you know the metroid prime series did you ever play those i did not so the metroid prime series came out on the original gamecube they were huge I wouldn't say cult. I would say fan favorites. They took the Metroid series and turned it first person, but kept all the same vibe of sort of puzzle solving and all this other stuff. So at, I think, EA or uh, E3 of last year, they said they just put down like a logo that was like, hey, Metroid Prime 4, we're finally doing the thing everyone asked for. But now uh, one of the, uh, the higher ups at Nintendo came out and said, uh, Metroid Prime 4, we just have not liked what has been going on with it. We just don't like the game, so we're scrapping it and restarting it and putting a new studio, uh, the Retro Studios, who are the original developers. They created Metroid Prime. They're now making, I think they're tying the two studios together to put them so, like, for anyone out there, if you were into Metroid Prime and you're excited for Metroid Prime 4, you're going to have to wait a lot longer because it's basically day one of development again. So that's a real bummer for any fans of that. Uh, and that's it. That's all for news. Nice. Said, it was going to be a short one. You did it. Real quick. Yep. Just banged them out. Just banged it. Um, good. Well, I guess we'll just keep on playing video games. And... Yeah, I'm going to finish... Red Dead, hopefully soon-ish. And then I don't know what to do next. 
It's a big open world. I know. I've been kind of craving like a, a, a like an old fashioned RPG, uh, like a computer RPG, like Baldur's Gate and stuff. Oh wow! There's all those games, Pillars of Eternity and stuff that have come out and been like spiritual successors to those. I've been like oddly tempted to get back into one of those, but I don't know that I have the time or effort to put into one of those. Perhaps I'll do Resident Evil. You should probably you should try Resident Evil. I saw the trailer for Rage Two, mm-hmm. and that looks so cool. I, <laughs> like you should go go look up that. the trailer. For, go look up the trailer for Rage Two. It looks it looks up your alley for sure because it's just all ridiculous powers of like like blast a dude up in the air and then shoot four heat seeking rockets at the guy that's just floating in the air. And it's just this, like you have these insane powers of like, you know, launch yourself up, huge ground pounds. It sends everyone flying. It looks like just like a, a really like a, a next step into that, uh, that doom that came out like two years ago. Oh, it's wow. just all about mobi- mobi- mobility and just doing whatever the hell you want when you want to do it. It looked, I had zero interest in it. And then I watched that trailer. I was like, okay, this is just top of the list of things that I'm actually excited for coming up. That's coming out soon, at least. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to, yeah, once I finish Resident Evil 2, I'm going to get back into Persona 5, and then I'll try the Claire playthrough of Resident Evil 2 after a little a little bit of Persona 5. That's that makes my, sense. That's my plan. Go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Trevor. Well, for those of you listening, you can uh, follow us at Joe Blow Gamer on Instagram, at Joe Blow Gamer on Twitter. Nick is at Nick North. Yeah, Nicholas North. Oh, at Nicholas North on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. We also have that email. I know that we don't have a ton of followers, but if you have any questions or anything, we'd love to answer them here. Yeah, our email is joetalk at joeblowgamer.com. Um, also, our website is joeblowgamer.com, so go watch it. Go watch it. Go visit it. You don't watch it. Yep, website. that's what you do to websites. You go watch a website. <laughs> it depends on the website. And on that <laughs> note, we'll see you next time. Do 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 do